When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's going on, fantasy football family? Welcome to another episode of Off The Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Eugene. I'm one of the hosts of the show. And if this is your first time listening to us or if you're returning, you know, we appreciate you uh, giving us your time to, you know, chop it up, talking fantasy football. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Genes, that's G-E-N-E-S. You can also find our official Twitter pay, uh, Twitter handle at Off The Line FF. Uh, you know, we just you know on this fantasy football podcast we just like talking fantasy football you know have a few jokes last as we talk in and hopefully um you can get some information from what we're talking about and apply it to your squads as we get ready for the playoffs now to my other host ike what's going on what's going on what's popping what's good what's good people uh i can be found on twitter at just underscore ico nine um and just like gene said just follow the page on twitter as well at off the line ff um, but yeah, man, we're already in week 12, but, you know, we already, you know, we're, we're gearing towards the, the fantasy playoffs and, you know, I hope, I hope you guys have had successful seasons. I hope, you know, over the last three weeks that we've been doing the show, you've gotten some, you know, actionable information, um, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, take your teams to the next level. Yeah. Um, you know or, what hit, saying? or hit, or hit something on them player props. Hit something on the player props as well. Yeah. Made a little, made a little cash along the way. Yeah, you know, um, you know we have two teams on by. We have the Chiefs and the and the Cardinals. So uh, you know, you you guys don't have uh, you know your uh, your DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray's and James Connors, and then you're on the other side. The you know Tyreek Hill and obviously Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And you know, speaking of speaking of which, uh, you know they just played our Dallas Cowboys and they beat them nineteen mm. nine. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah, I know it was, it was a it was a tough game to watch. You know, if you were a Cowboys fan, just a frustrating game to watch just kind of seeing like how they performed on offense it was just you know completely unacceptable on all levels um kansas city's defense has been you know had for the most part this season but you know unfortunately you know Dak couldn't take advantage he wasn't very good in the game he had three turnovers um and he was kind of misfiring on you know on 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 passes you know over receivers heads now, you know, granted, he had a couple of drops and he didn't have a lot of help from his offensive line. Just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I was being I was being being a little generous, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, he had he had he had some drops. But 
that game in 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 general, you know, uh, was probably the, the biggest disappointment um, from a fantasy football perspective and from you know a real life perspective because you know Fox you know gave them the kiss of death of deeming it America's game of the week and that's yep. two straight weeks that those America's game of the week have you know pretty much Been produced does. us. Yeah. Um, so you know, hopefully, you know, uh, you know, we 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 were without Lamari Cooper, um, and we were out. We were without uh, C.D. Lamb over the you know second half second half of the game, and he's probably not going to play um, on Thanksgiving as is Cooper. Um, you know, since he tested positive for COVID and he's unvaccinated, so um, it's an automatic ten day uh, absence there. Um, but on on the Chiefs side, um, you know, they you know Patrick Mahomes he didn't throw any touchdown passes and. They they didn't look you know like themselves as as well like you know they we thought they were you know quote unquote back from last week but uh, you know that you know our you know the Dallas defense you know Michael Parsons just was just a wrecking ball yeah um, just causing havoc all over the place and uh, yeah. kind of made it difficult for you know for Mahomes to really to really get into his groove like he did last week you and know, they, followed the, Hill, they followed sorry, the blueprint they followed the blueprint like play cover two shell and don't get beat deep. That's what they did. And so, yeah, a lot of his, a lot of Mahomes' passes were underneath and, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're the usual suspects for the chiefs offense, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey got the higher target shares. Tyreek Hill got a 30% target share. Travis Kelsey had a 22% target share. So, um, you know, they, those, those numbers, those peripheral numbers were fine, but um, outside of that, man, there wasn't really much to speak of from a fantasy perspective in this game. It was, you know, nah. ugly as de- defensive, Slugfest, 19 points versus nine points. I mean, it was, it was just bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I, don't got, um, I don't got nothing to add to that game. Uh, I, I mean, I had I know one of my leagues, I had the the, the Mahomes and Tyreek stack. I didn't really. Didn't really didn't, produce didn't, much. Wasn't yeah, really fruitful. Hit, yeah, I didn't hit for nothing. So, but I mean, we go on to another game, uh, a really good game, which was the Sunday night game in the second half. You know, you had Justin Herbert or uh, uh, Jay Herbo. 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 <laughs> Jay Herbo go for uh, f- almost 500 total yards, uh, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, these are things that we we hope to see. We were hoping to see throughout the whole season. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, I know Pittsburgh was lacking uh, with some of their defensive talent, but. Uh, I was glad to see, you know, Jay Herbo take advantage of uh, what was in front of him in terms of rushing wise, um, and then throwing wise. I mean, it's still a little, a little, a little conservative in terms of like the depth per target, but I mean, they moved the ball just fine. Uh, I just, was, I mean, we we would like, I mean, like we were used to last year in the beginning of this year, we would want to see him, you know, throw deep, but I mean, he didn't have to, and he still got a lot of yards, so. Yeah, he was he was throwing some he was throwing some passes uh kind of down the field. He he opened it up a little bit more uh this week. Um yeah. you know, obviously not as not as much as we would like. Uh, there was one pass I think in the second or third quarter he threw to to Keenan Allen and like he just zipped it like through like two or three windows. I think it was in the third, yeah. It, it was, was beautiful. A... It was beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, it was off of it wasn't it was when he was flat footed, he 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 kind of like you know hesitated a little bit and then just fling the ball in there into that hole. It was like a 25 yard pass. It was just, it was just some of the, just a, a glimpse of some of the talent that, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, per, you know possesses. And then also um, in that same game, you know, we, we, we don't want to, we don't want to uh, understate this, but Austin Eckler, <laughs> yeah. four yeah. touchdowns, four <laughs> touchdowns. I think he had one running or sorry, one receiving and three running. 
yeah. or he might have mixed it up two and two. But uh, yeah, he's he's having a phenomenal season this year. He already he's like he has a career high thirteen touchdowns and a career high five hundred and seventy three rushing yards. Um, and then you know he's averaging twenty two point one you know PPR points per game, and he's the PPR RB two overall. So um, that you know he that that's an awesome performance. Um, and then you know the one of the best things about his performance was after the game he was quoted mm-hmm. on Twitter of saying. Hey, fantasy managers, let's run it back. Let's run yeah, it back next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, I appreciate, I appreciate him. I mean, he is on a, a weekly fantasy show. Uh, I can't remember what the woman, the the woman's name is, but I mean, he, uh, Liz Loza. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he yeah. definitely, he definitely knows what's going on in terms of fantasy. So I appreciate him. You know, always showing love for for the people that that own him wherever they have him in league. So yeah, man, yeah, that that's that's pretty dope to see. I mean, you know, and you know, NFL players they're not really obligated to really give a damn about our fantasy teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know, you know, I I, I support both sides of that um our equation. Like people who you know on Twitter that just bash certain players for not performing, they deserve to they deserve to you know to get talked bad to by the players saying i don't give a shit about your fantasy team <laughs> and on the other hand you know you have player you know players like austin eckler who actually care about fantasy who are actually invested in fantasy yeah. they have their own fantasy squads um, yeah. to, to, to contend with even if they drafted themselves so yeah. it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to see yeah um another another uh you know player that that showed out uh did some good things was was your boy cam newton um I mean, he had 235 uh, yards of total offense, two two uh, passing scores, one rushing. Um, you know, he, he was trying to get the offense going a little bit. I mean, DJ got five for 50 and a touchdown. Uh, you know, CMC did CMC things uh, with the 10 for 59 rushing and then the seven for 60 and a touch. And his touchdown, the touchdown pass out, Cam did throw a dime um, he, he sure uh, to did. him down in the middle of the field. So, it was yeah. a nice what 25 30 yard touchdown pass. Uh really difficult throw, really difficult throw. Yeah. Right over the defender's head. It was it was an, it was a nice one. Yeah. And I mean, like I said last week, these two weeks that he was going to be starting was he, he's he started the first week off right this past this past Sunday cuz I mean, Washington is pretty much the friendliest defense towards your offense. So, yeah. I mean, we would un- we would want him we would have wanted him to do more, but I mean, for I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, he finished QB six, so he did yeah, do, QB six. do I mean, some good things. He's still a QB one, you know. Yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah. There, there are some things that they probably could have done a little bit better, like um, win. You know. <laughs> well, hey, th- th- whether they win or not, um, that doesn't really matter to us in fantasy. It's just that's true. What, what they produce, what they produce that's on the true. field, is, is is the most important thing there. That's true. Um, speaking of uh, a team that actually won, um, from one you know running quarterback to another running quarterback. Um, how about the performance of Jalen Hurts? You know, Jalen Hurts mm. is, you know, he's got the he's got the Eagles humming right now on offense. He looks he looks, you know, really, really good running the ball. He had, you know, 18 carries for 69 yards and three rushing touchdowns. Um, and on the season, though, on the season, he has 45 rushing first downs slash touchdowns. And that's third behind Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. Ooh. Like that is, you know, that that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. And you know, w- amongst players that are in their uh, second year, uh, he's set. He among among players in their second year, he's second in, in rushing yards. So Jonathan Taylor um, obviously leads that category, but Jalen Hurts is number two with six hundred and six yards uh, rushing. So he's hmm. he's he's killing it right now. And uh, you know, there was this one play where he 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 did a read option 
and then he just he ran to the right and completely dead legged, oh uh, dead legged the defender and cut and pray for his ankle, field, broke his ankle, reverse <laughs> field, and just you know just snapped on him and yeah ran pray for that D- pray for that DL's ankle man yeah his, those those guys that guy's ankles is, is done um, and I think that was like a twenty yard touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, though, right now, Jalen Hurts is the number one overall fantasy quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You heard me. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> over Mahomes, <laughs> over Brady, he is the number one fantasy quarterback. Oh, um, man. He is he is as automatic as it gets from the you know the fantasy quarterback position. He is the fan, the proverbial uh, fantasy football cheat code um, you know, this year, and his schedule is just uh, super easy. He doesn't really have a tough defense the rest of the way. Um, I think this week they have the Giants and they're and they're pretty bad stopping the run. And they have yep. the Jets after that before they head into the bye in week 14. Mm-hmm. But the fantasy playoff schedule is as follows. The Washington football team. Blessings. The New York Giants. Blessings. And then the Washington football team. Come raining down on me. Blessings. So two out of the three <laughs> weeks in the fantasy playoffs, he plays Washington. Like that, that is as good as it gets. Uh, for for, for Jalen Hurts. So if you have Jalen Hurts and you're you know, you're sitting pretty in the playoffs, I I like your chances of bringing home a championship. And he's going to definitely be one of the you know one of the leaders in the clubhouse to definitely, bring it home for you. Definitely. And we'll 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 come back to Jalen uh, later on on the show uh, for for a good question to be asked. Yes, sir. Um, but another uh, person that started with Jay, uh, Justin Jettas, uh Jefferson, man, you know the Vikings, he, yeah, man. That 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 young man showed out again uh, when they needed him. Uh, eight for one sixty nine and two touchdowns. Wide receiver five for the season. Eleven games with a hundred re- plus receiving yards since his rookie year last year, which is tied for uh, Devontae Adams for the most in that span. Uh, PFF has him graded as the fifth highest graded wide receiver overall the last four weeks. Uh, you know, I know the Eagles, the Eagles fans probably are hurt because they keep just seeing this dude on ESPN every week doing something <laughs> crazy. And all they have to look towards on, on the right side is, is, is your boy Jalen Raker with, uh, oh. with 23 catches and 170 yards and two touchdowns. That's all it. season, all season. <laughs> yeah. So let, let so so let me let me repeat that. So Justin <laughs> Jefferson had eight catches, 169 yards, and two touchdowns in this last game. Jalen Rager has 23 catches, 170 yards, and two touchdowns for the season. So yeah, um, Eagles fans, yeah. look away, please. Yeah, look the, away. Your front office, man. They got to do better, man. They got to do better. But let's hope they. Uh, they make some right choices this coming uh, draft season. They got they got three first rounders locked and loaded. So let's see if they yeah. make some right decisions. Yeah. Um, you know, and then going to another wide receiver. You know, a young a young wide receiver Elijah Moore. You know, uh, finally, finally, we see him do something like game breaking type stuff. Uh, yes. And sure enough, is Mister Statue Joe Flacco. Uh, that that doesn't die is the guy that quote unquote unlocks this dude. Um, yeah, um, eight for one forty one, one touchdown. He almost had what three point nine two yards per route ran. Uh, he he hasn't even sniffed anything close to that this season. Yeah. Um, so it's it's good to see him like do some like major work uh, versus Miami. 
Uh, I mean, they almost squeaked out the win, but it, if you were patient, then I mean, I'm sure you are, you've been happy with Elijah these last three to four weeks uh, with him on your roster. So, but Zach Wilson is coming back. Um, but uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 that'd be another question we'll get to a little bit later also. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Zach Wilson coming back may, may or may not be a good thing for Elijah Moore, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how, we'll see how it plays out. And I know, you know, you know, Elijah Moore was drafted, um, you know, in most, in most leagues, you know, around the eighth to 10th round. And you didn't really see much from him earlier on in the season. You might have dropped him. You might have picked him back up, pick him, picked him back up, dropped him again, picked him back up. <laughs> and hopefully this last stretch, you picked him back up. You put him in your lineup and you, you've seen, you know, over the last four weeks, he's been, I think he's scored a touchdown for four in four straight games. Three, um, three so straight he, games. He three had straight four games. and three games. Yeah. Yeah. Four, four touchdowns in the last three. So um, he's he's been producing for you. Um, speaking of a guy that's scoring touchdowns, um, you know, we – Let's we can pivot to from a wide receiver to a running back um, in Cincinnati. Joe Mixon, mm. um, he has six touchdowns in the last four games, and you know the last two games he scored multiple touchdowns in each. Um, he's quietly the RB four on the season, um, and he's just coming off of another game. You know, had thirty carries, hundred and twenty three yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's 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 quietly putting together a pretty con- consistent year, and a lot of people thought he was too volatile to injury prone. Um, but you know, he's, he, he's proven all the doubters wrong. And over the last five weeks, he has four or five, four top five finishes. Um, so that's pretty consistent from him. Yeah. And this is all going towards a, uh, all doing this with the O-line that's really not even average. Um, yeah. and I mean, and they definitely needed him this past week cause Joe, uh, Joe Burrow was not good at all. Um, he was under siege too. Yeah, yeah, he was on. Yeah, he was either eating the the turf, eating the turf, or, or running out of bounds, trying not to eat the turf. So, um, definitely, definitely good to see uh, Joe Mixon do his thing. Yeah, there was a point in time that I, you know, um, do, you know, I, I put eyes in this game. You know, I was out, I was out watching the Cowboys game, and then obviously they had other games on different screens. Yeah, um, and I saw and I saw this Bengals game on the screen, um, and I saw when Joe Burrow got sacked. You know, one of his I don't know four or five times he got sacked. He started holding his knee a little bit, um, so that's a little concerning. Uh, so he was he was he was taking a little bit of a beating um, in that game. Yeah. And so hopefully that's that's you know that's something minor and uh, but continue to ride Joe Mixon, man, and uh, you know he's going to continue to you know bring your you know bring your team a lot of success. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then the last person we want to touch on is is this Josh Allen roller coaster. Uh, we were we weren't going up we were going down the roller coaster this week Uh, he just he looked pressed they got down early and just like I don't know he just never really got comfortable Um, you know really two back two bad interceptions that he threw Um, one of them was in the red didn't he fumbled as well yeah he fumbled too Um, just I mean he did throw two touchdowns but he did have three turnovers just the offense just didn't look good um somehow the Colts were were getting pressure with rushing four five and this is like a and the Bills have a above average offensive line so it was just surprised to see see them do this another bad performance after just coming back off just the previous week you know you're thinking that they okay they figured something out and just you, you see this so and I mean this was against a Colts the Colts defense that really isn't isn't good so 
Yeah, they I mean, they just they've overall, been giving up a lot of points and a lot of yeah, yards to different. Yeah. So I mean, just overall, just you know, you can still be patient with with the the main players in this offense. Uh, that running back room, though, I don't think I want to play with it because at this point, I. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Like Matt Breida again is getting touches, man. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want any parts of that backfield anymore, man. Yeah, but uh, a backfield that you do want a part of is the Colts backfield, um, and that's probably and that's the biggest reason why Josh Allen was pressing on Sunday because he was trying to chase points. <laughs> chase points scored by uh, our fantasy MVP of the week, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, what can you say, man? Uh, you know, 185 yards rushing and four rushing touchdowns. Added another one through the air. Um, three catches, 19 yards, and another touchdown. Um, his averages since week four. Since week four, he's averaging to 22 me. touches, 121 okay. yards. Okay. Just shy of two touchdowns and three catches and 34 yards. And a whopping 27.4 PPR points per game. Like, this guy is on a tear. Um you know he's 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 just been balling. He he just I mean he finally passed you know Derrick Henry for the NFL uh, rushing lead, over 1,100 yards. Now Derrick Henry's been down for three weeks and still yeah. you know people that just like just, just let you know what he was doing, man. So yeah, um, but yeah, you know Jonathan Taylor. He's one of four players in NFL history with over 100 yards and a touchdown in eight straight games within the same season. Um, so yeah, he's 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 on another level right now, and he he's he's going to continue. <laughs> Going to continue to he, now he has a, he has a tough test this week against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's run defense has always been pretty stout, um, especially over mm-hmm. the last several years. So we're going to see if you know how 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 matchup proof Jonathan Taylor is. I mean, he's showing he is matchup proof because Buffalo's defense, you know, prior to this game, you know, they hadn't really been giving up much. You know, they were yeah. probably the stingiest defense uh, across all categories. Um, you know, quarterback, running back, receivers, like you know, they're they don't they didn't yield much um defensively i so, think they were the 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 lowest scoring uh the defense that gives it the least amount of points per game i think they were like 15 i think um but you know i mean jonathan taylor pretty much beat that before this first half was over with so yeah uh, <laughs> i mean going from our mvp a week to our uh least valuable player of the week uh a guy that i hopefully we don't ever see again play <laughs> um is uh tim boyle hopefully hopefully he's like just just skip over him if your starting quarterback is hurt because jesus like 15 for 23 77 yards two interceptions like the offense literally had no hope um luckily deandre swift was like just put on my back like they almost won the game somehow but uh this guy sucks never start him again you know he just it was just pissing down his leg the whole game. So, you know, just don't. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also a notable player was Baker in the same game. He sucked as well. Uh, two ugly interceptions um, that kept that kept this really trash Lions team in the game. Like it just <laughs> didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're if you're at home and you're a, a double digit point favorite uh, and you're not beating the lions you're barely beating the lions just by three points yeah that that's an indictment on 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 your offense not putting up enough points and their and their defense has been bad all year you know like you know you the, the lions they, they give up a lot of yards rushing and you know nick chubb did his thing um through mm-hmm. the year they they give up a lot as well 
Um, but you know, Baker just couldn't take advantage of that. And um, you know, he was if 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 Tim Boyle wasn't so bad, Baker would definitely have been wor- the worst quarterback on the field. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Now let's get off of that. Let's get off these terrible quarterbacks. Let's let's get to our favorite segment of the show, cap or no cap. Yes, sir. For the, uh for the people that are the first time listeners and don't might not know what cap means. Basically, cap is another word for uh lying. So let's say, okay, uh I ain't got, I don't have any glasses on. Ike would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't know. That's just such the that's like that's such a juvenile example. Cap, it's cap. You definitely have glasses on. Yeah. So yeah. So hopefully you you get the the meaning of that. That was pretty simple. But all right. So wait one second. Let me me close my door really quick. All right. (laughs) But yes, this is a good segment of the show where we we list out. You know, you would give a scenario or a statement and then we just kind of I will give his his perception on the said statement so this first one uh is Jalen Hurts holds the QB1 position for the end of the to the end of the season cap or no cap gonna say no cap man uh basically it's basically because of what I outlined um earlier and earlier in the show of his, uh, his his remaining schedule. His remaining schedule is super soft, and he's going to continue to score points. And the Eagles are going to be pushing for a playoff um, playoff spot, and potentially the division, depending on what happens with Dallas. You know, if they continue to drop these games, just kidding, they're not going to drop the division. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was about to say that's cap. That's, yeah, that's, that's cap exactly. That's not exactly. a juvenile. Yeah. That, a that's non-juvenile. <laughs> but no, but no, in all seriousness, I mean they're they're gonna be looking for to to they're looking for a wild card spot. They're definitely in the hunt. So they're gonna be playing their starters all the way throughout uh, the rest of the season. And you know, with the easy schedule they have coming up, um, you know, they, you know, uh Jalen Hurst is he's just been, you know, a 25 point a game uh player all season. So I don't see how that you know can't continue. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. I mean, he gets the Giants, then he has the Jets before by and then Washington twice and then the, the Giants, Giants again in between that bro yeah give me everything that he's serving to these uh defenses man I'll take yeah. my chances with him uh so I think that's no cap also all right the second one Elijah Moore is unlocked cap or no cap he's unlocked it's no cap it's no cap um you know, he's done it with multiple quarterbacks, right? Um, he did it with Flacco. He was producing with Flacco. He produced with Josh Johnson. He produced with Mike White. Um, it, doesn't, it, it just seems like whoever's throwing him the ball, at least over the last couple of weeks, he's been balling. You know, he's, he has one touchdown, you know, um, it, at least one touchdown in the last three games. Um, you know, his week 11 usage, he was, 80 on, he was in on 80% of the snaps. He was on around 81% of the time, and he had 11 targets. Which is good for a twenty-eight percent target share. So um, yeah, you know, I know Zach Wilson's coming back, and we don't know who he's going to target, and hopefully they don't go back to that goofy ass receiver rotation uh, once he <laughs> once you know Zach Wilson's in the, in in the game again. But um, right now, I mean, you have to like what you're seeing from Elijah Moore and his peripherals and his usage um, because he's getting the targets, he's getting the yards, um, he's getting the playing time now. Um, it, it, and it 
you know, took them long enough to realize that, hey, Elijah Moore is our best player. Let's get him the ball. Let's put the ball in his hands and let and let him see what he let us see what he can do. Um, and he's producing. So yeah. he's you know he's averaging t- just shy of twenty one points per game over his last four weeks. So yeah, just keep feeding him. Yeah, um, I hesitantly say no cap because uh, I mean Zach Wilson up until that point struggled for whatever reason. The play calling looks a little different. Yeah, uh, they're getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands instead of him. So when, when Zach was in there the first, what, four or five weeks before the bye, um, they were running longer routes. Um, but in this particular game, this uh, game on Sunday, they did rotate six uh, wide receivers, but it wasn't as disrespectful as it been the last uh, couple of weeks where they had pretty much your main three. You had Corey Davis that, had the, that, had, that was on the most snaps. Uh, then you had Elijah Moore. That was in the second most snaps and second most routes ran. And then you have your Jamison Crowder. And then, you know, you had the the Jeff Smith that just popped up <laughs> once. You had Braxton Berrios playing 10 snaps. Keelan and then Cole. Keen, something Keelan Cole also played like 12, 13 snaps. But the good thing is that you saw your your top three wide receivers play majority of snaps. And they have majority of the targets, which is what we like to see. So hopefully – Hopefully your guy, uh, Zach Wilson, can uh, continue this. Yep. Our last one is a, a little more, a little different, um, is the Browns extend Baker Mayfield, cap or no cap? Mm. Well, as strong as I feel about this statement um, or, or, or about this topic, about how bad Baker has been, um, I'm definitely going to say, you know, the, the, the Browns, do not extend Baker, so that is definitely no cap. Uh, or is it cap? No, it'd be cap. It'll be cap. It'll be cap. Yeah, it'll be cap because I just don't see how you commit to this. <laughs> Long <term. laughs> um, just you know, for you know, I, I, I came across a stat on um, Pro Football Focus um, on Twitter. Um, the Browns have the lowest catchable pass rate on targets to wide receivers deemed open or wide open. They just let me, let me say that again. The Browns have the lowest catchable pass rate on targets to wide receivers deemed open or wide open. And who's who's been playing quarterback for the Browns? Baker Mayfield. I thought it was an OBJ issue. I thought. I, I mean, I thought we. <laughs> that's what the media convinced us of, right? I mean. Ba- you know, OBJ doesn't fit with Baker's style, right? You know that you know all these all this crap, all these excuses that we've heard about how you know about what Baker's been dealing with or whatever the case may be. Um, he, he's he, he's just not it, man. Like he's he's an average quarterback at best, below average quarterback at best, and he's being paraded around and protected like he's you know above average and and serviceable. Yeah, I mean they had a they had a pretty decent playoff run last year. Um, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh last year, um, and that's probably earning him a lot more um, favors than what we would normally see in this situation. But you know, this this year, what he's putting on—you know—throughout his career, what he's put on tape. I mean, you can't commit to paying that man forty million plus a year because that's what the market's going to be going for. Um, you know, and Browns fans and you know, and you know, Browns faithful—they have quite the decision on their hands. I don't think you can pay this guy. I mean, the, at worst, they can probably franchise him to see, well, you know, if he magically, you know, improves in in year five. 
or year four. What year is he in? Year, he's year, in year four. Yeah, he's so in year four, be, he's in year yeah. four right now. So if he improves in year five, then you know maybe they'll extend him after they franchise him. But as of right now, man, I don't see how any way that they can extend him. Well, it, they still just, have that that fit. I think he gets that fifth year option, so that gives him another year. I just know when people bring up like quarter your your first round quarterbacks, this is the time where you you extend them. So yeah, he's gonna be caught. I think he might be caught in that that Mitch Trubisky realm where they're like, man, I don't really don't know. Uh, let's just see what happens. Yeah, uh, and I know on his side. They're definitely gonna be pressing like, "Hey, bro, y'all need to y'all need to pay me my money." Um, but he doesn't have any leverage. He just doesn't have le- he doesn't have as he doesn't have as much leverage as he thinks. Now I, yeah. I know that you know once you if you don't have a quarterback in this league, then you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, but you know, I I feel like they can do better than Baker. They can find they can probably find a free agent in some way in some capacity that 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 would produce more than him. Um, yeah, I mean, I want I want to say I I definitely want to say cap and they don't extend him, but like I always look on the other side, like okay, if you don't extend them, and then who's the other op- like who's the option, like who's the guaranteed option that you're gonna get? Because you're gonna be you're gonna be looking around, asked out like like Carolina, like Denver, that's been searching for what two we're going on two years. Now for a quarterback, three years, even you no, know, probably since they drafted Drew Luck, I, don't, I can't, I don't even think they believed in him when they when they drafted him. Um, yeah. So that's that's the only thing. Like if you take this chance, yeah, he's average at best, maybe, but you're gonna you're gonna go out in the wild and try to find your replacement while you got the stacked the stacked ass roster on top of that. That's the thing. Like, um, you know, they they're they're off. You know, their their team is you know built off of their their line, their elite lines, offensive yeah. defensive lines. Um, the running backs, you know, the running game is elite. Yeah. Um, and you know, they obviously they've been banged up in the secondary this year, but you know, their defense o- overall, at least on paper, is is solid. Um, all they're missing is consistent quarterback play. If if Baker was you know more consistent, yeah. They, you know, we'd probably be having a different conversation about the Browns, you know, present day. But as of now, I mean, since Baker has been so mediocre and he's been missing passes and, um, you know, blaming the, you know, blaming the fans on not being quiet and, you know, pointing the finger, you know, I, now he did, he did take accountability for, you know, how he played this past, this past week, um, saying he played like shit. And that's just kind of, you know, <laughs> preaching to the choir, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's you know, it, it's it's an interesting uh, you know situation that the, the Browns find themselves in, and you know, I I would hate to be a Browns fan right now, <laughs> and especially a Baker apologist. I would hate to be a Baker apologist because you you just you can't really you can't really defend them. Mm-mm. You just can't. Nah. Based nah. on what everything that you've seen, you, I mean, you 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 got rid of what you thought was the problem in OBJ. Clearly he wasn't the problem. Clearly he was actually getting open and clearly Baker wasn't hitting him. And now OBJ is gone and he's still not hitting open receivers. I think one of the, one of the, one of the interceptions that he threw this past Sunday was just so bad. It was a play action uh, fake, a play action pass to, um, and then Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry was like wide open over the middle, just sailed it over his head, (laughs) like completely air mailed it. He said his feet and everything. Like, he was so confident in the throw. He just airmailed it. It was so bad. 
but yeah, you know, you just see stuff like that. You just scratch your head like, wow, I, I just can't I can't believe this guy. Is, uh... And then he has all those commercials like he's just <laughs> one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And it, it just I don't know. Yeah, there, there, there's his his agents done a done done a phenomenal job marketing him. But uh, he needs to his his, his on field play needs to <laughs> needs to match up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them commercials rub a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah, uh, but you know, um, it was a good different type of question because usually we ask fantasy fantasy specific questions. But I mean, this is still re- fantasy related. But it's good to kind of you know try to talk outside of like the present day. You want to look towards the future. So yeah. Um, all right, now on to waiver wire pickups. Um, you know, I I think this. I think this week was a is a little scant in my opinion for for good options, but regardless, yeah. there are some options available if if need if needed uh, for the ones that have uh, you know the the two teams that are on by. Uh, so my I'm gonna hit quarterbacks first. A couple the first couple I got um, first one is Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I mean he did have a good week versus Tennessee somehow. Uh, didn't didn't see touchdown. that coming. Yeah, two rushing touchdowns and. Guess what? He gets to play the Jets this week, which is one of the worst defenses uh, uh, defending the run, defending anything. So, And what uh, have we told you guys the last three weeks? Fade the Jets. Fade the Jets until they show us that they can stop people. Facts. So Tyrod Taylor is my first quarterback if you need one. My second one, if he's still available, is, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Cam Newton, Superman. Uh, you saw – you saw what he did this past week against one of the worst defenses. Uh, I think he he finished court. Yeah, like we said before, he finished quarterback six. Um, so, and again, he gets to play. I mean, this week gets to play Miami. Miami is another defense that's that's been a little forgiving to um, to offenses. So, uh, be another another uh, one. I, I think one of his last good weeks before they go on by, and then they got a. I think they have a tough schedule coming out of the bye, uh, going towards the fantasy playoffs. But if you need a quarterback, Cam Newton's another one you can go and grab. Yeah, yeah. And on the running backs, um, the first couple we want to mention um, these are just handcuff handcuffs um, when you're making a playoff run. Uh, pick up Sony Michelle; he's the backup for Darrell Henderson in uh, in, um, in LA for the Rams. And obviously, um, you want to pick up Alexander Madison uh, for any Dalvin Cook owners um, for Minnesota. Um, we've we've seen you know Dalvin Cook get banged up um, late in the season, you know, um, a couple of years. So it's good to kind of have Madison there, just uh, because they're gonna they pretty much use use him the same exact way that they use Dalvin Cook each time he's in the lineup. So um, yeah, just expect a lot of volume if something were hap- were to happen um, to Dalvin Cook. And then also um, just for this week, um, maybe for the next couple of weeks, um, pick up Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman. Um, Michael Carter is out with an ankle injury. Um, this is for the Jets. He is out with an ankle injury. Um, it might be a high ankle sprain, so he could be out for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, Tevin Coleman, he he did have, uh, you know, a 33, 33% rush share. He was the primary rusher. Um, you know, Ty Johnson only had 7%, and he played mostly on passing downs. And that was kind of what Ty Johnson was used for um, throughout the season anyways um, in the passing game. Um, so we'll see what happens um, when Zach Wilson comes back um, at the quarterback position to see if they throw more pa- throw passes to the running backs, um, like they were um, throwing uh, earlier in the season with you know the other quarterbacks, you know Mike White in particular. 
Um, and then one more uh, running back, to, a couple more running backs to touch on. Dontrell Hilliard um, for the Titans. Um, Adrian Peterson uh, got cut um, this week, uh, or today, actually, got cut today. Um, Dontrell Hilliard did have the most touches last week um, for the Titans, had the most snaps, and had a 19% target share. Um, it's not your ideal backfield situation. You don't know who it's going to be from a week-to-week basis. Jeremy McNichols was out with a concussion, I believe. He might be back this week. Mm-hmm. So at, at worst, you're going to be looking at you know Hilliard, McNichols, and uh, Deontay Foreman, um, uh, you know, three as a three-headed rushing attack, and those types of backfields you want to avoid at all costs. But um, in this particular case, since you don't know um, what's going to happen, I would pick up one of those guys and hopefully one of them hits. Um, and then the, finally. Um, you want to pick up Matt Breida for the Bills. Um, he's paced the backfield in touches. Um, he, he, he's, he's, he paced the backfield in touches this week. Um, and then the prior week, he, he led um, he led the Bills and um, the, the Bills backfield in fantasy points. He just I, I feel like he just he just gives them more juice um, overall than Devin Singletary and Zach Moss do. Um, he he might be the best running back on on that team because he's explosive. I mean, look, it's not hyperbole. I mean, it's we haven't seen much from Zach Moss. We haven't seen much from Damon Singletary. Like those guys are just, you know, um, they're just treading water. Um, they they kind of need something. They kind of need another dimension to the offense since Josh Allen, the, you know, the Josh Allen experience, you know, continues to give us a lot of high highs and low lows. Um, they need some sort of balance there, right? So I think Matt Breida would be a, a good a good guy to at least stash to see how things shake out. Um, and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, for wide receivers and tight ends, uh, the first one, uh, I believe, would be uh, Cedric Wilson is ev- if he's available, uh, just because Cooper is going to be out again and potentially C.D. CD Lamb. Um, you know, the Cowboys, they they would he would be the number two for the Cowboys with, with Gallup being number one. Uh, this past week he was tied for it. For, uh, Second wide receivers and snaps and and uh, and targets. Uh, only Schultz and Gallup had more than him. So, I mean, if Lamb is out, then definitely look to, to pick him up for this uh, this game versus the Raiders. Um, also, you can look to get MBS, which is the wide receiver for the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, if Lazard is out again, then I would definitely look to get him just because he generally runs the most second most routes, gets targeted the second most when Lazard is out behind uh, DeAndre uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, this past week, he had eight targets, which was second most in second most routes. And then he had the, then he had four catches for uh, 103 yards and a touchdown including a what was 70 75 yard touchdown 75 pass. Yards. Yep. Yeah, he's usually the 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 go route guy, so definitely he's hit or miss, boom or bust. Uh, if your lineup needs it, then this could be somebody you can look to get. Uh in terms of tight ends, tight ends is really really scarce. Um you know, you can look to get Austin Hooper uh for the Cleveland uh Browns. Uh a bunch of the wide receivers are hurt. Um and Austin Hooper has been targeted uh he was targeted 24 24- he had a target share of 24% on Sunday and 15% the week before that. So, I mean, for a tight end, that's, that's elite for a tight end. So yeah, it's pretty uh, decent. He, yeah, and it's he's pretty on good. the field and he's on the field a lot. So this would be somebody you can target um, for, you know, for your week, if you need somebody. All right. Now on to, uh, you know, 
matchups that we like to attack. Um, other words, AKA barbecue chicken. If you do not know what barbecue chicken means, basically, uh, if you watch the inside the NBA preview show uh, with Shaq and Kenny Smith, uh, Charles Barkley, Shaq, one of his, uh, one of his uh, sayings that stuck was whenever he saw a, a matchup that was like the offensive player can just go and just destroy. You just call it barbecue chicken alert. You know, Do go whatever and, he wants. Go go eat whatever you want. Is is all all buffet, man. So, Mama's cooking. Yeah, <laughs> Mama's cooking. And it's, it's, so it's, happy. It's, and it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah, is a couple it's days. Thanksgiving. So. You can go get your mama's biscuits, your sweet potatoes, you know, whatever you want. You can go get it. Yeah, I'm so, <laughs> <laughs> so this first this first uh matchup uh that that I like is Debo Samuel versus the Vikings. Uh the Vikings give us the most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Um, as you can see, the last few weeks, Debo has been placed everywhere on the field and has been unstoppable. Yeah. So this is a over and under of 48 points. So they're expecting this matchup to be a lot of points scored. And in San Francisco, if they're going to be scoring points, you know it's going to be going through Debo. Mm -hmm. So you can go and collect him. If you have him, start him. No questions asked. DV no, play him in DFS. Play yeah, him in DFS as well. Yep, exactly. And then my second one is, uh, you know, Tom Brady versus the Colts. Uh, the Colts – they uh, allow the for, the fourth most fantasy points to the QB position. Uh, Tampa Bay is is rated the number one offense in the league uh, per DVOA, um, and also this game is a fifty one and a half uh, over under. So, um, if we're expected to see a lot of points, then uh, you know Tom Brady is definitely going to be throwing the ball to get those points. So, Yep, uh, one that, couple a couple that I have uh, Brandon Cooks versus the Jets. Um, earlier we did mention Tyrod Taylor. Um, again, we're just going to continue to hammer the Jets, um, fade the Jets in any way, shape, or form. Um, they are last and past DVOA, um, and you know they're just coming off a game where they allowed you know Tua to throw for 273 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Waddle had 65 yards receiving, and then um, something called a Mac Hollins had 72 <laughs> yards receiving. So they all had good games. And overall, from a fantasy points perspective, they, this is the sixth um, best matchup um, for wide receivers. Um, and then, uh, and, and then another one we have Stefan Diggs on Thursday night, um, Thanksgiving night against New Orleans. Um, you know, this is part of the Josh Allen experience. You know, they you know up and down, up and down. Um, but you know, Stefan Diggs had a good game last week. He had two touchdowns. Um, and New Orleans is the fifth best matchup for wide receiver wide receivers um he may see a lot of you know marshawn Lattimore, um but he does get beat on occasion we we have seen him you know kind of give up a lot of you know big plays he gave up some even last week to devonta smith the rookie from uh, philadelphia so um stefan diggs is is more than capable of you know kind of breaking breaking that open and he, you know and, and stefan diggs is pretty famous for you know the last time he played new orleans having that mm. minnesota miracle yeah um, 16 yarder down the sideline so uh, yeah you know stefan diggs is a, is a is a pretty good matchup a pretty good bet this week to to score to score a lot of fantasy points oh yeah and the last one that i have is uh our boy dalton schultz tight end for the cowboys uh you know the thanksgiving 330 game versus the raiders uh the raiders allowed the third most uh, uh points to uh, to the tight end position. And like we said before, Cooper's going to be out and possibly Lamb. Uh, so Dalton Schultz is going to be used 
early and often. And I'm sure they'll, uh, the Raiders are probably going to have that headhunter, uh, uh, Abrams guarding him, and he can't guard he can't guard a soul. So uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be easy work. Um, he couldn't so, cover a pillow. Couldn't cover yeah. a pillow. A pillow with a pillowcase. Yeah. So that's gonna be easy work, and uh, that game's a fifty and a half over under. So it's gonna be a lot of points scored in that one. Also. Yep. And finally, um, we're gonna be talking player props. Player props. Um, uh, we've seen over time, uh, especially these last two years in, in the fantasy space that uh, we use player props. Player props can be used in terms of, you know, setting, setting uh, getting a gauge of where a said player is going to do for the set for, for whatever uh, week. Uh, and you can apply those player props to your fantasy rosters. And, you know, and also if you like, you know, gambling a little bit, you can make some money off of it. And, but, in a state state like Texas, where we don't have uh, rights to gambling, we uh, we 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 can get our skin in the game using um, an app called Pl- uh, Prize Picks. Prize Picks allows you to you know parlay uh, player props for for money. So we like to go through some of those that we liked, you know, and hopefully hopefully hit on some, make some money. So my first one is Dallas Goddard. Over 44 and a half receiving yards versus uh, the New York Giants. Uh, Dallas Goddard is the tight end for the, for the Eagles. He has seen a 27% target share since week seven. So basically, when after Ertz got hurt, traded, uh, this is what this is what Goddard has been averaging um, at least 43 yards in all those games. Uh, but in week 10, he got hurt. He got uh, concussed with that first quarter uh, versus Denver. So basically, every game he's I mean, he's almost 30% target share. He's their number one, pretty much their number. He's between him and Devontae Smith for the number one uh, uh, target in Philly. So uh, I, I like that versus the Giants. And then my second one is uh, Josh Jacobs running back for Oakland Raiders, uh, Las Vegas uh, Raiders, uh, 16 and a half receiving yards over the Dallas Cowboys uh, versus the Dallas Cowboys on, on uh, Thanksgiving, 330. Um, basically after the week eight bye, um, he's, he's had four uh, receptions for 19 yards, five receptions for 20 yards and five receptions for 24 yards, which is a 16, 16% target share, which is really good for a running back. So I'm glad they're finally using him to what he can do, which is catch the ball. So I think he'll be able to get to this number. Yeah, uh, a couple of ones that I have, uh, David Montgomery over 72 and a half rush yards uh, for for uh, versus Detroit. Um, this is the running back for the Chicago Bears, um, and this is going to be on Thanksgiving. Um, they're they're going to be missing Justin Fields, and they may be down Allen Robinson. I'm not sure um, if he's going to be able to make it back with that hamstring injury. Uh, but nonetheless, Detroit, um, you know, they've been, you know, as we touched on before, they've been pretty bad all year. Um, they are 29th in rush DVOA. Um, last week they gave up 130 yards um, to Nick Chubb, and then the week before they gave up 105 to Najee Harris. Um, so they've been giving up a lot of yards, um, all, you know, most of the season. And then David Montgomery is more than capable of breaking that 72 and a half uh, rushing number. And they're probably going to lean more on the run game with Andy Dalton um, at the helm. And I think the one game that I think uh, Andy Dalton played with uh, David Montgomery, I think, was Week One against the Rams. I think he had nearly 100 yards rushing. And so um, that's, you know, that's one thing that we can, you know, effectively count on um, in that regard. 
And then another uh, another prop that I had was Elijah Moore, you know, our, our guy that we talked about earlier. Um, over 43 and a half receiving yards against the Texans. Um, that number seems very, very low. Ooh. He's gone yeah. over this number in four straight games. He's had at least 67 yards in three of the last four. Um, and, you know, again, you know, we've we we've drawn the conclusion that he's been pretty much unlocked. And we're going to be seeing a lot of big plays from this guy, um, you know, each each and every week. Now, um, obviously, that remains to be seen with Zach Wilson coming back. But I, I have more confidence that finally, you know, we're, we're in week 12. I don't think they revert back to that that bullshit that we saw, the bullshit <laughs> offense that we saw earlier in the season when they were just rotating receivers and they weren't sure what they had in them, which should have been obvious from the jump because he got a lot of buzz out of training camp and he was the best player in training camp. So hopefully, you know, that, you know, the, 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 the latest usage uh, continues uh, for Elijah Moore. And I think he just goes over this number pretty easily. He might even have like a long catch of like 44 yards um, in this game because the Texans defense, they've they've been bad as well. So, yeah. yeah you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to parlay some of these and see and see what it hits for. Uh, I know last yeah. week we were two and one. Uh, I know we had Hollywood Brown, but he didn't play. Uh, yeah. The Justin Fields didn't hit. He, he got knocked out the game early. So I don't hopefully... think I, I don't even think that one would have hit anyways because yeah. he was <laughs> four of eleven for like seventy nine yards. Which when is he also when true. He left when he left. Yeah. Um, I think in the third quarter, third quarter, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't gonna. I don't think he was gonna come close to that number. But you know, you never know what happens in the fourth quarter, though, right? So, um, but at least he was pacing to not hit that number. Yeah. I feel good about these ones this week, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Yes, hey, we're at we're at the end of the show, you know. Another another week, uh, but we need to get ready for week twelve. Uh, hopefully, y'all are getting ready for your playoff pushes. Uh, you got anything left to say for the people? I no, um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, you know, hopefully, you guys can get a W in week twelve. Um, you know, again, just you know, we're we're gearing in, we're gearing up towards the playoffs. Um, most of the trade deadlines have already passed. So if, if those, you know, if those, if you had some players that you had on your mind to, to go target for, for trades, um, you know, hopefully it's, you know, maybe, maybe your league has a little bit of a later trade deadline and you can probably target some of these guys like, you know, Elijah Moore, and you can probably target um, a guy like, you know, a guy like Jalen Hurts, you know, maybe somebody like DJ Moore, um, some of the, or, or DeAndre Swift or Joe Mixon, these guys have been producing, Maybe you can try to, you know, uh, you know, give a couple of assets to to get some of these guys. But if not, then, you know, ride with who you got. And uh, hopefully you guys can just, you know, keep keep, uh, you know, keep keep the momentum going into the playoffs. Um, yeah, but, you know, yeah. again, just follow us on Twitter. Follow Gene at Fantasy Genes and follow me um, at just underscore I go nine and then follow the show at uh, off the line FF. Yeah, you know, like the con the content, please hit the subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up button. Share with your friends. Um, like you say, you can find us on Twitter. You can find find our beautiful faces on YouTube. Just search Off the Line Fantasy Football channel. You know, subscribe. You know, leave comments below. Let us know how we how we doing. Would He's ugly. Like I'm improve? beautiful. <laughs> 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 uh, you can uh, you can also find us on all streaming platforms like Apple, Google Podcasts. Uh, just just search under De- Destination Devi. You know, we, we're, we're happy to, to talk to you good people every, each and every week. Um, you know, be safe. Have fun with your family. Enjoy Thanksgiving football. You know, until then, you know, be safe. 
and go get some W's. We out. <laughs>